Hello and welcome to Health Matters on Channels Television. Thank you for joining us today. I am Mary Alale Yusuf. After 20 years of trying and failing to get a mental health act which they deem suitable for our times, psychiatrists can celebrate. Finally, a mental health bill has, has harmonized by the Senate and House of Representatives in 2021 has been signed into law by the President of Nigeria. As of January 5th, 2023, the Mental Health Act of 2021 replaced the Lunacy Act of 1958. The new law establishes human rights protections for those with mental health conditions, such as banning discrimination in housing, employment, medical and other social services. According to the Association of Psychiatrists in Nigeria, 30% of Nigerians have one form of mental challenge or another, only about 10% of whom are accessing care in that regard. My guest is Chief Consultant Psychiatrist at the Federal Neuropsychiatric Hospital, Aru Abeguda, Ogun State. Dr. Aino Oyekumi is here in our Lagos studio. You're welcome to Thank the you. show. Thank you, Mary. First of all, Congratulations are Thank in you. order. You, you must be very happy. Yes. Enjoying the sweet taste of victory at this yes, time. Yes. How does it feel after so long it to feels finally... So good. <laughs> it feels so good. You said it. It's after 20 years of lobbying, of doing so many things. So finally we are here. It feels so good. Okay, so this Mental Health uh, Act or law, as yeah. the case may be, establishes rights protection for those with mental health conditions. Yes. This was not provided for under the Lunacy Act, yes, 1958? it wasn't. Now, the, the even from the name, the yeah. Lunacy Act, Lunacy, lunacy um, was coined from Luna because at the time it was thought that mental illnesses were caused by some phenomena like magnetic fields, rotation of the moon and the stars. Okay, and, that's you why know, so, Luna. So, is a word for the moon. So when you say lunacy, it derives from that thinking at that time. But neuroscience has moved beyond that. We now know that mental illness is a legitimate medical condition. So that law is obsolete. It cannot function now. So we have this law to replace that. And then even that name, lunacy, is very derogatory and discriminatory. Very, but they, they didn't do it in a malicious They didn't uh, do it, but we, should have, we shouldn't be here by now. We should even be, you know, but it's a, it's a good step. It's a good step in the right direction. There is still room for improvement. Okay, so this, this new law provides for protections yes. of, of human rights. Yeah. What did the Lunacy Act provide? Now, the, the, the Lunacy Act was, you know, it, it wasn't so much about the patient. It was like a custodial thing. And then, kind of like, let's keep let's, ourselves let's safe keep from this these patients. People. Yes, let's keep this patient from the society. Let's keep them away. Not, not really, really so much concerned with the care and the aftercare. Okay, if we care for this patient, how are they going to be reintegrated back into the site? That All was that not was the focus. So it was just custodial. But now we have everything encompassing. Yeah. So um, how will this bill or how should this bill change management of mental health in Nigeria? Okay, we, we, we need to understand the bill itself, the content of the bill. So I'll just summarize. Or law. Yes, We're getting uh, sorry. Used to bill. The, the, the law, <laughs> law, yes. It's now a law. You know. So we need to understand 
and um, the, the, the act is into five um, parts with different um, sections under each part. Now, let me just summarize it. The first th thing is that this law makes provision for a unified response, a unified strategy towards the delivery of mental health care now. So it's now methodical. It is, um, we have, we will now have guidelines, laid down ways to go about things. Okay. Then the second one is that the law makes serious provisions for the rights of people that have mental health conditions. So two major things, although there are you know, different objectives, like maybe seven or eight, I can't remember, but all of this can be subsumed under these two. So the law makes you know, everything unified now, Unified strategy, unified response, how to deliver this care. So you can check up on each other to make sure you're doing the right exactly. thing. Exactly, and then integrated, everything is integrated. So it's not that, oh, you are doing your own thing, you can do whatever you like, you can do whatever you, are, you like, no. Because it's now a law, you have to follow the law. And then, you know, to achieve this, the law now went further in creating um, three structures. The first one, we now would have a mental health department in the Ministry of Health. The second one created is a mental health fund. Okay. And the third one is a mental health committee. Now, the mental health department is going to see that the laws are implemented. So it, it's, it's for the implementation of the law. And then it's going to formulate policies. Like a legislation of, on, all on their own. It cannot make le legislation because it's not a commission. Okay. It's a department, but it can formulate policies and seek for the approval. Mm. The initial one, the, when we were still lobbying, the initial one was to create like a commission, you know, but we didn't get that. It's a department. So they will formulate policies, you know, that would now facilitate you know, how to get proper mental health care, how to implement all these things. And then they would also facilitate research. You know, research is everything. You have to know what is happening. You have to know what is, you know, so that you can and make provisions. How to provisions. classify and yes, classify how to make, the conditions. I mean, it makes, um, it makes everything, you know, systematic and methodical. And then one good thing about this law is that people think it's only for the mentally ill. It's not only for the mentally ill. This department also is going to, is, is um, supposed to also uh, do things that will facilitate the mental health of everybody. So that would include taking care of everyone, putting things in place in everywhere, in e I mean, everywhere that would facilitate our mental health, that is promotion of mental health. So it will include things like education, identifying okay. people at risk. I think you're moving too fast for some people. Okay. Let, let's bridge it a bit. Mm -hmm. we, we say that um, uh, three out of ten... Yes. Or 30% of all Nigerians have one form of mental challenge or the other. Yeah. And uh, these people will say to you, mm. I'm not mad. Mm. I I'm not one of those. Uh, and besides, I don't think there are that many. So qualify to us who has a mental challenge. Now, when we say mental health, it's good that you ask. Um, mental means the mind. I can't overemphasize this because a lot of times when people hear mental, they, they think it's about madness. No. Mental just refers to they the think mind. It's about lunacy. Yes. <laughs> and then your mind is that part of your brain that helps you to think well, to have the right emotions, to be able to coordinate your emotions, to be able to control yourself, to be able to.
think well and to, to uh, sorry, I've said that, to, to be able to um, have the right behavior so and that... interact. Yes, so that you can interact well, so that you can be productive, so that you can cope with changes, so that you can adapt, you know, you can, you can, you can do the right things when you are faced with challenges in life. So mental health is about your productivity. It is about you being able to function as a human being. Thinking every yes, Thinking in ways... Um, that facilitates, you know, making the right choices and decisions. So your mental health is thinking, feeling, having the right emotions, and behaving in, in ways that will facilitate all these things that, that I have mentioned. That is just what mental health is. Like you, Mary, it's your mental health that you are using here to function as a journalist or as what, you, you, you know, your role in, the, in, in this establishment. It's my mental health that helps me to function as a psychiatrist. The cameraman... It's his mental health because he needs to think, okay, how do I place the camera? How do I position? If he doesn't have the right emotions, he won't be able to function. That's right. So it's mental, even the pepper seller in the market. The pepper seller needs to think about, okay, where do I get my, my stock from? Uh, where do I get it cheaper? How do I price these goods? How do I woo my customers? All these things. They, they, you, I mean, you are thinking. Every day we are, we are thinking, we are making decisions and choices. And, and these and decisions. that 30% of Nigerians yeah. are not doing this. They are not able well. to do these things well. So every day we make choices and decisions which would now determine how our lives are lived. It will determine the trajectories of our lives. And how do you make choices and decisions? You use your mind. Okay, so That's back to our help. law. Yeah. You said the law is supposed to help everybody. Yes, yes. Function well. Yes. And have these mental capacities exactly. properly executed. Exactly, yes. So aside from catering to the mentally ill, the law also will, is, um, stipulates that the department must come up with ideas, must create things that will promote the mental health of Nigerians. And that would include identifying people that are at risk, educating people like um, drug education in schools, um, identifying you know, people that are at risk, including maybe out-of-school children, people that have experienced disasters, catastrophes, people that have experienced any trauma, like people in the IDP camps, yes. people you know, that Flood. have flood victims, any, 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 any type of experience that is traumatic. So this law is also about preventive mental health. So it's not only about caring for the, for the, for the ill. It's also about promoting and preventing people from even getting ill in the first place. And then it's, all, it's also about catching it when it is just developing, like early identification of symptoms. So this law is going to, it's supposed to educate so that people would know that when we say mental health, we're not talking only about madness. We're talking about your functionality as a human being. So people should know the early symptoms and signs of mental illness. So this law is supposed to do all these things. It's an all-encompassing law. Okay, tell us about the fund. Now, the second structure created is the Mental Health Fund. Um, this is like a purse that, uh, of, of course, you know, we need money to facilitate a all this. A lot of it with yes, what you're need saying. Money. Yes. Now, this fund, that is supposed to be the post where they will take to facilitate whether education, to facilitate whatever training in the objectives, that. training in the objectives of the law. But, you know, there's nothing perfect. And, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, it's a step in the right direction. There's still room for improvement. This law is, uh, this uh, fund is discretionary. 
It is not like Ted Fund. Let me use that example. You know, Ted Fund is like a mandated thing. Companies have to remit part of their profit or whatever to a post for tertiary institution. But this one is not like that. This mental health fund relies on budgetary allocation and donations. So it is what the budget, it is what the National Assembly passes. So you so have we don't your have work a... cut out for you yes. in sensitization, yeah. making people understand how important it is yeah. or else yes. you will not be moving as fast as you should. Yes, yes. So it's a lot of work. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about backtrack a bit and talk about this 30 percent mm. uh only 10 percent of those mm. that's just over 54 million mm -hmm. people uh seek uh, help rather just okay. over six million people seek help yeah. so about 54 million are just hanging in the balance yeah. so what, what's how are these people coping what's happening with them now the, the reason we should know the reason so that we can apply the right measures the reason is because mental health is a field of health that is highly stigmatized because people don't understand it i mean look at the the, the act the previous act lunacy so who wants to be associated with that so Lunatics. we have a lot of secrecy we have a lot of misperceptions when it comes to mental illness. So when people are ill, they would rather hide or go to places that they consider is less discriminatory. So instead of people coming to a psychiatrist or going to a psychiatric hospital, they might go to the pastors or to the imams, to the clergies, you know, believing that, oh, my problem is spiritual or I, it's, not, it's not a medical thing because of that gross misperception. So that is why... That is one reason why a lot of times people don't get the treatment that they deserve. And then the second thing is that even when people know that, okay, what I have is a mental illness, they, might, they don't even know where to go. They don't know what to do. So we need a lot of education. We need a lot of sensitization. And this law is supposed to you know, accommodate all this and make sure that we get to the promised land. Welcome back. It's Health Matters on Channels Television. And we're talking about the new mental health law. You can call 0808-054-2233 if you want to ask any questions about the new law. You can tweet at CTV underscore Mary A or you can send email moalale at channelstv.com. Let's talk about the rights of these people. Yes. Now, people feel that if there's any sort of mental incapacity, they shouldn't give people jobs. So, so where is the meeting point where you talk about rights of, of people with mental challenges? Okay, to, to objectify that, I'll tell you what happened to one of my patients. So this patient, a graduate, very brilliant. So he put in for a job interview and he did excellently well. And they employed him on the spot. But he now told them that, okay, I will need some days, you know, once in a while to go to the hospital, you know, to take my drugs. And... The moment they knew that he was a psychiatric patient, they withdrew the appointment. So if we had this law at that time, yes. we would have appealed to the committee. So because it is a fundamental human right. You cannot say, for example, because somebody has diabetes, you would, not, you would withdraw employment. You won't say because somebody has arthritis, or hypertension, you will withhold employment. You would not say because oh, somebody has a depression now, oh, you will not employ. Or if you have employed, you will now terminate employment. I think, or do you think the problem here is yes. that people feel, 
okay, if he's not using his medication, he could yeah. be violent. We can't have him in a sane, in a sane, sane environment. He so might disrupt he things. He might disrupt that things. That is one of the misconceptions that people need to get over. And that is where we need a lot of education. The fact that somebody has a mental condition, mental health condition, doesn't trammel that person's life. It doesn't mean that your life is over. It doesn't mean that you cannot attain your potentials. It does not matter. You see, there are treatments. There are modernized treatments that, and you see, mental illness. Can these just treatments like, be used for every single type of mental health? Yes. Such that they can be employed? Yes. Yes, as long as you comply with your treatment. And we have different treatment modalities. It might not even be drugs. We have psychotherapy. There are different treatment modalities. So it's not only about drugs. It is just for the patient to comply with what the doctor says. Okay, so there would be the argument now that um, if we have to give this person time, mm -hmm. all the time to mm -hmm. go get his medication yeah. or to go and have some therapy with his, his psychiatrist, mm. We're going to be losing money. That's not true. Why that's don't we not, just employ somebody who doesn't have all these problems? No, the, now, the law now makes provision for that. Because if somebody is hypertensive, the person needs to see the cardiologist at certain times. So the person will still have to tell them at work that, oh, I have a clinic on so-so date. I mean, health and illness are part of our existence as, as human beings. So whether I have mental illness or physical illness, it shouldn't matter. The same respect, the same dignity you give to somebody who has a physical illness applies to somebody who has a mental illness. Okay, so let's, uh, let's talk about this scenario also. How about somebody, because I have heard of quite a few, yes. who refuse to comply with their medication? That is a different thing. It is, you see, the same principle applies. I mean, if you have hypertension and you don't comply, you have a stroke, you would be sacked because you cannot function so we are talking about, you know, doing the right thing. So we should, there shouldn't be any demarcation. There, should be, there, there shouldn't be any preferential treatment. There shouldn't be any discrimination, you know. And you shouldn't say, oh, because um, I know that this person is a mental patient, is a mental um, um, uh, patient, yes. I don't want the person to live in my house. A, a, a landlord cannot say, pack out of my house. You cannot ah, do okay. that. As long as the person is paying the house rent, and, and then you cannot abuse. It's not disruptive. You see, I want to correct a notion. People think that the mentally ill patients are disruptive, they are violent. Researchers have shown that they are not. It is, it is, it is even the other way around. Oh. They suffer violence from other people. Other people abuse That's them. That's the stigma showing. Yes. So other people abuse them. And this law also caters to that. You cannot beat, you cannot flog a mentally ill person for whatever reason. And we see a lot of all these so-called treatment centers that do exactly this. They, they torture chain them, them they torture them because of the belief. You know, you, you know, some people still believe that oh, mental illness is caused by uh, a demon spirit. So that when you now flog that body, the demons will be forced to evacuate that even body. That is a flogged so even, idea. even some churches do it. They flog. I have, I have seen a patient that was flogged and she lost an eye. Wow. Because she was flogged in the eye. Okay, let's talk about something else, which I mean is staring me in the face now. With this new law, yeah. you have a new challenge. Yes. People, hopefully, will begin to understand that they can seek care yes. for the smallest of mental challenges, yes. not just, oh, he's 
trying to jump into the river or exactly, something. Exactly. Something like I'm stressed. I'm not sleeping I'm, well. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not eating I feel well. Depressed. Yes. So it's going to expand your clientele, so yes, to speak. Yes. And now you will have the problem of capacity. I know building. where you are going to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> well. Hmm. Let's take Christopher first before we tackle that. Hello, Christopher. Hello, Christopher. Yeah, good afternoon. Sir. Good afternoon. What's your question? Can you hear me now? Perfectly. Good afternoon, ma. Good afternoon. Okay. Please, I'm rightly, rightly, I'm, I'm, I'm watching you. I'm watching your program. Yes. I'm watching your program. My problem is uh, I have a cousin. Who has a head problem? Go for ahead. He what you're having is a howl back. Reduce the volume of your TV set. Uh, who is Put it off and then talk. I've been treated. Go ahead. Hello, Christopher. I should reduce it. Go ahead and talk. Okay. So. We have been treating this boy for a long time. Hello? We can hear you, Christopher. Okay. Well, I've, been, <clears throat> I've been treating this boy for more than 15 years, more than almost 20 years. Hello. Oh, okay, okay. So as I'm listening, I say, let me ask questions. Um, we have taken him everywhere. The hospitals, doctors are treating him. Uh, not there's no much improvement. There's no improvement, and he's getting to adult now. That is more than if a boy of thirty something years now, about thirty-five or so. Not thirty-six. No improvement at all. So what do I do? Okay, thank you, Christopher. The doctor is ready to answer your question. Yeah, it's like he's not improving. Yeah, most of the time we we'll get this. Most of the time, people don't present early at the hospital, they wait for years before they now come. And when they say we have taken him everywhere, where are those places? Most of the time, they don't go to the right places. So I would have loved to ask Christopher a lot of questions. Where have you been? Have you been to the right places? Is the boy taking his medication? medication. Is, he, is he complying with the prescription? It could be, the medic it could be medication and, and some other things. So sometimes, sometimes, you know, because of the nature of the illness, some patients might say, oh, I'm well now, and they stop their, and they medication. Stop their medication. And it applies also. Like malaria. Yes. I feel good after and one they stop. day. And, and then they the stop. pain comes back. And then they will say, oh, it's not getting better. People think that, okay, once you treat, then it will go away. It is not all mental illnesses that you just do a one-time treatment and it goes away. It is not all. And uh, for example, if somebody is in the early phase of, let's say, maybe somebody has mild depression now, you might not even give any medication. And the, and the person, the depression would just fly away, you know. But for some other mental illnesses, the person needs to be on medication, just like hypertension or diabetes. If you don't take your drugs, the blood pressure will go up again. So, improve. you know, sometimes people want permanent cure. I mean, if, uh, if an illness is not curable, but it is treatable manageable. or manageable, then I mean, you have won. Let's so, quickly take this call from Yunusa. Hello, Yunusa. What's your question? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Doctor. Good afternoon. Yes, I, I'm watching the program live, and uh, I want to also make a few comments about this uh, bill. Uh, one thing is uh, we are all celebrating it, 
uh, especially uh, not only the uh, medical doctors or those that are in clinical line, but yeah. also we that are also in social science uh, uh, yeah. line. Yeah. Uh, because the milestone is something that we have been waiting long ago, yes. and it has now passed into law. So what are uh -oh. doctors and other stakeholders to, uh, you know, uh, escalate this uh, campaign to the uh, state and the local government, yes. so that they too, they also emulate what uh, the federal government has already done now. Uh, that is my uh, contribution. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Yunusa. Yes. He brought up something that we were not thinking about. Yes. Is this, it has to be domesticated? Yes, in, uh, everywhere. And he brought up something to that. It, the, you know, when it comes to mental health care delivery, it is multi-sectorial. It's not only the doctors. We have psychologists, we have um, occupational therapists, we have social workers, we have a, a whole lot of other um, specialties. So it's, it's not only for the doctors, it's for everybody that works with the mentally ill. Okay, so we have to go. Okay. We'll talk about that mm, capacity yeah. building sometime in the future, but we can't do that now. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming to the show because indeed you did come when you put your TV on, when you, you put on your laptop, and when you put on your phone. So thank you very much. Have a lovely day. I am Mary Alala Yusuf.